You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Mo Crum. And I'm Harrison Crum. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. Welcome to episode 10, season two of the Marathon Training for Beginners podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We're back. We are so excited to give to you, tightly wrapped in a bow, our marathon recaps from like three weeks ago. (laughs) Very fitting for the holidays. I know. Guys, sorry. We are pretty irregular, but we're really excited to, to go over such a big milestone in our lives and especially Mm -hmm. for Mo it was her very first half marathon yes yes so exciting but before we do that Mo let's just share a little bit about what's new with us yes Harrison speaking of what's new can we talk about your 80s cover band you know every once in a while I do things that surprise people if I told you I had long hair back in high school and college and played the drums, you might not believe me. But. Which typically anyone who I mention that to, they never believe me. And then I show them a picture of your old school ID. And they're yeah. like, whoa. My ASU ID. Maybe someday we'll post that on on our uh, Instagram. Oh, that will happen. <laughs> I will make sure of it. But yeah, no, I've been I've been jamming with uh, 80s cover band. I'm, I play the drums. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a cool little outlet. Every once in a while, we'll play like at a dive bar or different venue. So mm-hmm. that's been cool. It's, and, it's a good time. Yeah. And uh, Mo got us really excited about putting up Christmas decorations to yeah. the point where she had me put up some uh, lit up arches. <laughs> 
spreading the Christmas cheer. I think 2020 deserves or needs that. We deserve that in 2020. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. If you drive through our neighborhood, there's like sidewalks that are covered with these arches. Yeah, it's really special. Yeah. It's beautiful. And on our TikTok, which we talked about last week with Space Cadet, (laughs) um, it's just at Crummy Marathoners on TikTok. You can see a video that we made. Uh, It's an instructional video on how to make them. Yeah, which was, I think it's really cool. I'm surprised it hasn't gone viral, Harrison. I know. It's got like 150 views. (laughs) TikTok's an art. You got, and I learned this from uh, from Space Cadet. She said, "You know, you got to time it right. You got to do it after eight p.m." Well, I did it at like eleven p.m. and apparently that was too late. So whoever well, makes these TikTok rules, <laughs> we did a TikTok on Home Alone, which is Harrison's one of his all time favorite movies. He loves Home Alone, specifically Home Alone two. And we were just talking about some of the things that didn't made no sense and. <laughs> Everyone's commenting on his video like, it's a movie, bro. I know. And I'm like, um, do I need to make a follow-up video and just tell everyone <laughs> I was being sarcastic? But anyways, if you want to have some fun and see kind of the more personal side of Mo and I, come on over to uh, TikTok. Um, <laughs> if that's not your thing, then of course, Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. Mm-hmm. Well, hey guys, Mo has a huge announcement, but we're not going to reveal it just yet because that would make us bad podcast hosts. True. <laughs> we're going to save it for the very end. Okay? Gotta wait, everyone. You gotta wait and we've got a giveaway winner so Woo-hoo! last uh, a few days ago when we released the um episode with space cadet we mentioned that there was going to be a contest and uh it was with body glide so for those who are not familiar with body glide it is a phenomenal uh, anti-chafe bomb that you can kind of put anywhere that you chafe oh yeah and it's like a deodorant type substance it keeps everything smooth and jive in eliminates the chafe harrison swears by it I do. Tried and true. But it's awesome. Mo doesn't have to use body glide. It's kind of weird. No, yeah. I got I was I was blessed in that aspect of running. Some people chafe, some some people don't. I am definitely a chafer. Yeah. <laughs> the get the You're a chafer ra- racer. I'm a chafer racer. That's right. I'm gonna get a shirt that says crummy chafer racer. Uh okay. Let's not and say we did. All right, so the winner of this contest, if you remember, we told you there was a code word and you had to email us through our website or uh, hit us with a DM on Instagram with this code word. The code word was CHAFE. And uh, the winner of the contest was, drumroll please, <laughs> Michelle Pasillas. So Michelle, you won the Body Glide giveaway. We'll ship that out to your place. Just send us a message on Instagram and claim your prize. Yeah, thanks everyone who... Uh, submitted for the giveaway. We'll be having more of those coming up. Yes. In fact, we have one pending. Uh, We're not going to do it today, Mm -hmm. but next episode, we will announce our next giveaway. Yeah. So exciting. Really exciting for you, Michelle. Can't wait. Can't wait. Well, that sounds weird, but... (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait for... Not that I can't uh, wait for you to change. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Moving on. Okay. So we have an awesome shout out from one of our friends around the world. And this time she is from Scotland. Okay, blonde moment here. And I'm not even really all that blonde. I just recently learned, I was on a podcast uh, hosted by a gentleman from the UK. Mm-hmm. And he explained to me that the UK is a country. Mm-hmm. And within it, there are other countries, Scotland yes, being one of them. The Commonwealth. See, but I always thought Scotland was its own country and England was its own country. And they are. I was right. But the UK is also a country. So how does that work? It's the come. Okay. First of all, you need to watch The Crown. You need to watch The Crown. Do they really the break Crown. this down in The Crown? They, it, it is, yes. Because part of her 
queenly duties are to preside over the Commonwealth. All of it. All of it. Including Scotland. Yes. Including Holly. I still think so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You need to watch it. For those of you who don't know, I love the crown. I love anything with European heritage. Well, here's what Holly said. She said, hi there. Just wanted to message to say I found your podcast recently and I'm loving it. Oh. I'm loving it. Okay. (laughs) She said that. She said in McDonald's quotes. Oh, no Uh, way. No, she didn't. Oh, Harrison. She said, I'm from Scotland, UK and been struggling to find something for beginners. So it's really nice to hear about your journey. I actually listen to it while I run. Emoji with tears coming out of her face. <laughs> Laughing though, not <laughs> She's crying. She's funny. <laughs> Thank you for helping give me motivation for my running. Hoping to sign up for my first half marathon soon. Woo! Good luck to you both on your running journey. Emoji with blushy, smiley face. <laughs> oh, thanks, Holly. That was awesome. Holly, we love you in general, but also for listening to us because it means a lot to have listeners all across the world and uh, we are honored, truly. One day we hope to meet all of our friends all over the world. Yeah. In fact, Holly, if you know people and can get us into the London Marathon, I I hear it's just a hop, skip and away from where you're at. Oh, okay. And that's Mo's dream is to run the London Marathon. So if you can pull some strings. It is. All right, so today, before we jump into our marathon, our half marathon recaps, we want to give you guys kind of in general some pros and cons of a virtual race because there's a lot of buzz these days about, I don't want to do a virtual race or I do want to do a virtual race and everyone's got mixed opinions, but Mm -hmm. we really feel like there's a lot of really good reasons to do a virtual race. And then of course, there's some reasons maybe to not get excited about a virtual race, but overall, we feel like that the pros outweigh the cons. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I actually think that it was to my benefit to do a virtual race race first. Um, Are we diving into the pros? Oh, yeah. Okay. Dive right in. So let's just dive in because number one, it was the flexibility of it. So choosing your time, your your route, the day. I mean, it just there wasn't as much pressure. I know, Harrison, when you were running your your marathon, your your half and your full, yeah. you had a lot of anxiety. And then oh, yeah. there was like leading up to driving there and parking and the time of it. I mean, so luckily with the virtual race, you get to pick. Exactly. You choose your time, your route, your date, all of that good stuff. And mm-hmm. the one that we ran, the Gilbert Half Marathon, she gave us, I say she, I mean Yvette, we interviewed her. She was on she's our podcast. Awesome. Um, she's the race director for this race. And, and she gave us like a two week window. So you know, picking the date was, was huge. Oh yeah. Which was great. That flexibility really helped relieve a lot of stress and anxiety for me. And we picked a date that had literally perfect running weather. Yes. It was it, like low sixties. 100%. It was beautiful. a beautiful day in Arizona. And as if any of our OG listeners know, it gets really hot here. So we were just yeah. stoked that yeah. it was nice and beautiful. Uh, it was also really nice to go out straight from home. I agree because first of all, the bathroom situation, (laughs) I mean, when I ran actually both races, so my half marathon, there were not enough Porta Johns. There was like maybe four or five. And then there was literally a line, like, I don't even know, like a quarter mile, just like people lined up to try to use the (laughs) the Porta John. And then when I ran my half, there were plenty or my full rather. Um, but the nice thing about a virtual race, Hey, you can just roll out of bed, go to the bathroom as you please. And you could run straight from your front door if you want. Yeah. I don't know. I can't relate to your experiences, but I could just say what's really nice. Just walk out the door and start running. I I, I totally agree. And yeah, like you said, Mo, just a lot less pressure, Mm -hmm. not as much nerves going on. Um, But with that brings a major con. True. There was not as much adrenaline 
right. And you can speak more to this since I don't really know firsthand experience, but... Well, it's going to be interesting to hear now when you do an in-person race, what your take is on that. Because for me, yeah, the adrenaline was everything because it was like, oh, there's all these people, they're watching me. And when I, you know, when the gun went off, I was like booking it. But that I think maybe worked not to my advantage because I took off maybe a little bit too fast. Mm. So, so that is kind of a pro of the virtual race is because, you know, there's not all this pressure. So the adrenaline's not there. So you're not you know, overdoing it. But at the same time, that adrenaline can kind of help you when, when times are tough. Yeah. And I am very interested to see what's going to happen in person because I don't like running with other people. Sure. I think you're going to love it though. That's, that's what people have been telling me when it comes to race day, they, with pacers, another con that we're going to talk about right now. So, and I don't know if that's going to play into it. I just know that I don't like running with anyone. Well, but the pacer, so, so con right meaning it's a, it's a con of, of, you know, having a virtual race cause there are no pacers, right. Mm-hmm. Unless you somehow organize it with somebody else to do it with you. But, you know, having a pacer who can literally keep a steady pace, that's your goal pace. It, it takes a lot of the brain work out of it. Cause you can just follow that person the whole way. Mm, that's true. So another con, there's no water stations. So you gotta, you gotta literally pack everything that you need unless you're going to do like a loop and set up a table or something. Yeah. And I don't know if it was, well, no, I've never done a full, but for my half, I was pretty content without a water station just because I didn't really feel like I needed a ton of fuel yeah, and hydration, which sounds weird, but it also helped me not have to go to the bathroom. Well, for a half distance, I mean, your body kind of already has a lot of the fuel and the hydration that it needs, assuming you took care of that the days leading up to the race, mm-hmm, which I think we did. I think we did a good job. We totally did. But I think what also helps is when you run in cooler weather and the sun's not beating down on you, because we mm-hmm. went pretty early in the morning, mm-hmm. you're also not sweating as much. And, and so you don't need as much either. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Another con of a virtual race is that there's traffic, you know? So when you run an in-person race, they block off all the streets for you and you have your, your path and you never have to worry about anyone obstructing your way. Mm-hmm. But with virtual, I mean, you could get caught at a red light. Yeah. Luckily, I I didn't have any issues with that. Yeah. But it would have, because I notice when I do encounter a red light or have to stop for some type of traffic during my practice runs, mm-hmm. it slows me down. Totally. And I have to speed back. It's kind of like a mental mindset thing. Right. So yeah. And then the final, final con would be the ambiance. Totally. You know, when you're running a virtual race, there really is no fun, cheerful ambiance of, you know, a race event. Yeah. So I mean, I loved at the very end, Harrison grabbed the kids and he put them in our jogging stroller and they met me at the very end. And I was in tears just seeing them and just realizing that I did it. It was amazing. And it was everything to me. So I'm interested to see what it's going to be like in person when there's like all... Well, you know, we're going to be there at the finish line right. and then a bunch of random people that that's you don't know. Exactly. So that's, <laughs> that's it. I'll be interested to see if I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going to run away now or right. just as happy. But I don't know. I was so... So incredibly happy when I well, saw you guys. Let's break it down. So how did it go in general? I thought it went great. Uh, I started around 630 and okay. the weather was perfect. I felt like I had a good night's rest. I was fueled and hydrated properly and it just, it it went great. What time did you wake up? Was it 545? I think it was 550 or 545. Okay. So you gave yourself like a good, close to an hour to kind of... Yeah, but by the time I actually went and got some water and ate a little bit, it was like six. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. 
And and by that time I was already out running. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the kids were still asleep, which is yes. why we got up so early. Yeah. How were you feeling before you got started? I was feeling really good. The night before I had a little bit of anxiety just because I had never gone past twelve miles. Okay. And so I was just a little bit nervous because I didn't know if that, you know, one point one mile was gonna make a big difference or not. Did it? No. <laughs> but, I'm not saying like, no, look at me, yeah. but I, I am saying that it, it was totally reachable. And yeah. I mean, I did it. So, well, I think you went in well prepared and I think the plan worked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It it really did. I, I will, I will say not just because you are my husband and I love and admire you greatly. The plan that you developed was phenomenal because I was able to go throughout every single week with a without injury, which, you know, I'm not saying that's going to happen for everyone, but at least for me, it didn't happen. And then B, it didn't wear me down. I know, I don't know what plan you were doing. And we've talked about this before, but it almost pushed you too hard, you know? Yeah. And it worked on speed when you need to just get the goal of finishing. So I felt like this plan was really great because it paced my body to where I was slowly but surely able to finish. Sure. What would you say now that you've finished and you've walked away from this experience, what would you say were your major takeaways? I think for me, it was this concept of me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A couple of things popped in my mind while I was running Uh, around mile nine or 10. I, I hit a little bit of a rut I don't know if I was just tired or it was just so close and I was just getting overly anxious, but I realized that I was, I was kind of stuck because I was, I was determined to finish, but I just kept, I don't know, things just kept popping in my mind. And so I kept thinking about why I decided to do this. A couple of things came to mind. So number one, it was that I get out of this race, really what I put into it. And what I mean by that was, you know, training over the months that I did and deciding to do it allowed me to get to where I was. And I understood that it was a process and it took a lot of consistency, but by pressing forward and getting it done, I was able to, you know, be in this rut by running this half marathon. And another thing I thought of was, wow, like I'm capable of more than I thought I was. I, I never in my wildest dreams, like I told you before, I I didn't ever consider myself a runner. And now I know I'm a runner and I just feel so strong in knowing my capabilities. And I think that another thing that lended, you know, to this concept of me was that I can do these hard things. You know, I ran a marathon and to be able to look at these things of, you know, the I and I did this or I'm capable of this or I get out of this or I can. It just made me understand how important it is to take the time out of the everyday for yourself. And I don't think that's a selfish thing. If anything, I think it is groomed me into this person that's much more confident, that's stronger, and that's much more capable of doing anything I put my mind to. Because really, it's your mind can either limit you or it can either show you the limitless potential you have. So yeah, that's really powerful, Mo. And I I think this was a life changing experience for you. But I'm curious, is it like something magical happens when you cross that 13.1? So it's interesting, because 
as you were saying that, I, I definitely did not think it was something I could do. That never crossed my mind. I just didn't never could do. I just never considered it. I never considered it a possibility. And again, it goes back to, you know, that mentality we talked about with the Macy's. And I think for me, just breaking down those barriers and seeing that I, it, it, it absolutely is something that I can do and something that I enjoy doing, I think has made the world of a difference for me in terms of looking at things outside of running, you know? Yeah. Like, are there things that seem impossible or I don't even consider that I haven't even tapped into, you know, my potential in those aspects or those avenues? So it's, it really has opened my mind to a ton of different things. Wow. That's awesome. Well, and, and you didn't just finish it, Mo, you crushed it. And just so everybody can see how awesome Mo was. And everyone should see how my face is right now. She's, she doesn't believe me when I say this, but she finished seventh female overall. That's incredible. I am very proud of myself because I went into this race with two goals. Number one, to finish the race. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first goal. Right. Don't care if it was fast or slow or I just want to finish. Yeah. And number two was to run the entire time. Without stopping. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, I know some people do the walk run method sure. or, you know, some people... It's all different. But for me, I knew that if I stopped running, it was easier for me to stop the race entirely. Right. So I, for every single training run I did, that was the same goal I had was just to keep running the whole time and finish. Sure. And so that was the same thing for this marathon. But I will say that a third kind of lofty goal that I had was to finish under two hours. Okay. And I missed it. But not by much. Not by much. I was very surprised. I didn't even look at my time. And I was very, very surprised. I think if you would have had a pacer and if you would have had the adrenaline of an in-person race, you probably could have done it. In fact, I know you could have done it. But you finished in 205, which is awesome for your first half marathon in general, really, for anybody. But you did such a good job. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I mean, another huge takeaway is the family support or just any support in general, but mainly you, Harrison, I don't know. Actually, I don't even think we've even talked about this, but Harrison would, he would drop everything he was doing so that I could get my run in. Even if it was, he just got done doing, I don't know how many miles you would do 13, 14, like he would literally run half marathons or, and he would just drop everything so that I could go run. He would watch the kids knowing he would have to work the rest of the day or it was his day off and he could take one of his Kennedy naps. He loves a nap, Um, but he would forego that so that I could run. And so that was tremendously important to me to feel that support from you because honestly, running has become much more than just a hobby. It's really a passion now. Yeah. I, I threw my, I pulled a muscle last week and it was bad. As you know, one day I was on bed rest, but after seeing the medical professionals that I did, I was able to run today. And I realized I just feel so off when I'm not running, when I don't take that time for me. Yeah. Um, and it just lends itself back to being so grateful for what I'm capable of and my body and my mind and, but also what we're capable of together. Yeah. Bravo. Okay. <laughs> That's not a bravo. That's, 
Well, I appreciate all the nice things you said about me, but I well, was just they, they, doing my job. Like, oh, that's just me being your husband. And uh, Harrison is extremely humble. No, are you kidding me? You are extremely humble. I don't know. No, Harrison is extremely humble. He really has gone above and beyond to make sure that we both have were able to have a great virtual marathon experience. So thank you so much. I love you. I love you. So let's pivot. <laughs> Pivot. If anyone can tell us what that is from, I will be so happy. We'll Venmo five dollars. Yes, we will Venmo five dollars to, to anyone, anyone who can. The first person. The first person. Yes. To Instagram message us what this means. Pivot. 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 <laughs> Pivot. <laughs> All right, moving okay. on. Okay, so Harrison, let's talk about your virtual half. How to go? Mo, I got to be honest. It was incredible. So. That was only my second half marathon. I mean, I've run the half marathon distance many, many times just training for a, a full marathon, but actually like running a race, the 13.1, um, this was my second. The first time I ever did it was exactly one year ago when I ran the Gilbert half in person. Mm. And so my goal was just, I want to beat last year's time. But I was feeling really overwhelmed because, you know, the weeks leading up to it, I was like, well, I, I was able to run last year, what I thought was a pretty good time, but that's because one, it was my first race. I didn't know any better. And two, I ran my heart out to the point where I was like, I could hardly walk at the, la- the, the days afterwards. Mm. And there was the crowd and everyone was cheering me on. And, and I just felt like there was no way I was going to replicate that in my virtual race, but I totally proved myself wrong. Yeah, you did. <laughs> did anything go wrong? Yes. Yes, it did. So when I was so annoyed because literally I've never had this issue ever. And the second I I start my half marathon, like I push my Garmin and boom, I start going, my headphones are cutting out. That's the worst. Yeah. And like it would play part of the song and it would cut out and and I'm like, I literally thought about stopping, figuring out how to fix these things and, and, and uh, restarting. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let my headphones cutting in and out. Stop me. And for anyone who doesn't know, I like listening to, I, I built a playlist and it's at 180 beats because that's kind of my optimal cadence. And this playlist is something that I rely on. It's my metronome. It keeps me boom, 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 running with the beat. And so by me not having that, it was it was kind of tough, but um, I, was, I was still able to hear the songs. It was just, they were kind of in and out. So that was kind of a, a nuisance. But other than that, I would say literally everything else went as near perfect as it could have. There you go. That's what makes you the crummy marathoner. Well, no, it wasn't me. It was just kind of the situation. Because I think I took the virtual, wait, you said the crummy marathoner. Yeah. So that makes me really bad. No. <laughs> no, I'm saying like the crummy marathoner. Who right. says crummy is a bad thing? True. Good point, Mo. Okay. Well, no, I, I, it wasn't me. It was just kind of the situation. So I really feel like I was able to take what I learned from last year and then take the advantages of the virtual race and and use it to my favor. So first and foremost, when you talk about clothing, last year I wore a long sleeve shirt mm-hmm. and it was one that kind of keeps in the heat. And so it was great for when the race started, but halfway through I was burning yeah. and I was like rolling up my sleeves and I just felt like, okay, this is crazy. And I, um, 
I just overheated, I think. And, and so this time around I wore my Lululemon, like literally the shirt has holes in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to it's kind of incredible shirt. It's very, very expensive, but worth every penny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you're looking for a good, like running shirt, I, I highly recommend it. But yeah, so I wore that shirt, my two XU shorts. Um, so I was, I was dressed for the occasion. And, you know, when you start the race, it might feel a little bit chilly. It might feel like, okay, this is cold, but you're going to thank yourself uh, an hour and a half into that race when you're really struggling. Oh yeah. Tremendously. Totally. Um, the weather though, as we talked about before, was perfect. It was in like the, the, the low sixties. I, I did though, wake up at three o'clock in the morning. Part of that was because we didn't have a babysitter, but mm-hmm. the other part was I wanted to make sure that I got out early enough to where the sun wasn't out because I felt like the sun beating down on me might mess with me a little bit. Um, I knew the weather was going to be good and I knew there'd be no traffic. So the timing was excellent. The other thing I think that went better, Mo, was that I lost some weight ahead of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we talked about this on previous podcast episodes and, and on our Instagram and stuff, but I made it a really lofty goal to lose 10 pounds before starting this training cycle, mm-hmm. kind of before this half marathon and before training for my full. And I was able to do it. I went from about 190 down to about 180. So um, it was weight that I had put on mostly living with your mom <laughs> and her home cooking. She cooks amazingly. Yeah. Yeah. And but Cece listens to this. She does. she does. So don't worry, Cece. We love your cooking. We love it a little too much. Yeah. But no, losing those extra pounds of fat. Maybe I lost a little muscle in there. I don't know. But that was a, a game changer because just running a little bit lighter helped me shave down uh, a little bit of time. Um, and then fueling. I, I learned from Britt Giles from the episode, if you guys listen to that, that you really should be carbo-loading two, three, four days before your race actually starts and you should be hydrating. Mm. So I took that into account, really made sure I was um, prepared from from a fueling standpoint. And then uh, I really focused on my breathing when I was running and my heart rate. So I tried to keep my heart rate as low as possible. I tried to really focus on my breathing, on my form, run relaxed, and all that just kind of came together. And uh, I surprised myself with the PR. I beat my last year's time by one minute, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for me, it was big because, you know, I didn't have the ambiance of the race. And, uh, you know, it was, it was something where I would say last year when I ran, I probably put in 150% effort. I, I had no gas left in the tank when I finished to the point where I was like stumbling to the finish line and they had a little expo with like massage tables. And I, like, I remember just talking to the people from, uh, hello fresh, they were there and I couldn't even talk to them. I was like, so dizzy and catching my breath this year. When I finished, I was like, okay, time for breakfast, time to go hang out, you know, take yeah, a bath. Or time to watch a, the kids yeah. while Mo finishes her half marathon. Yeah. So I, it was like way less effort. I would say I probably ran it at 90% effort. And so, um, that tells me that I probably could have run a little bit harder, a little bit faster, but, um, I think that just kind of comes from my inexperience of not really knowing how hard to push myself. Like it's kind of an ex- experiment at this point, but that's pretty cool. Right. To know that you've still got some gas left in the tank. Yeah. Well, I was talking to my marathon coach and he said, he said, let me see your splits. So I showed him, okay, I started off at a you know, 735 pace and just kind of broke it down for him. And then my last mile was my fastest mile. And mm-hmm. he said, okay, so that's a negative split. So you obviously had a lot of gas left in the tank to be able to finish faster on your last mile 
mm-hmm. than, you know, your first few. Because what a lot of people will do is they'll run super fast in the beginning and kind of quote unquote sandbag. So like they're saving some of those seconds that they're shaving off in the beginning mm-hmm. to kind of put on the latter half when they're really struggling. But I kind of did it the opposite way. So, um, yeah, I was really excited. I um, finished in 140.04. So I was kind of bummed because I missed my goal time Ooh. of 140 by four seconds. Okay. But um, Four seconds, though. That could be a variety of factors, Harrison. Yeah. Could be your watch. The I wind. Could be, yeah, sure. But no, all in all, I was really, really happy with it. I hope I don't come across as like, you know, bragging no. about about how I did because it really it, it was just I'm I'm really just overall proud of the work that I put into it because what I didn't want to happen is I didn't want to finish it slower than last year and then think to myself why have I been training so hard this whole year mm-hmm. like for me it was so much about proving to myself that this is all worth it yeah you know and uh not that I have goals to be an Olympian or anything crazy like that I mean I would like to qualify for Boston one day I know that's totally far away for me, but no, not that far. It's pretty far. Nope. <laughs> it's pretty nope. far. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's validation that I'm getting better. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And I think we all like to see validation in our lives, regardless of what aspect it's in that we're doing better each day. And, and so, mm-hmm. um, that's what this race was for me. Wow. Mic drop. Yeah. Boom. That was the mic dropping. Samoa has a big announcement. Oh, we're, we're getting to that. Let's do it. Are you ready to announce it? Because Mo, once, uh, listen to me for a second. Once we announce this, there's no going back. And nobody knows about this yet. Uh, yes. No. Yes. I, I. Think long and hard. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Okay, everyone. It's about the journey, not the destination. I am running a full marathon. <laughs> I have never been so proud. Just kidding, I have been. But no, that's amazing, Mo. Everybody, send Mo all your love. Send her messages. Send her... Send me moral support. Heart, eyes, emojis. <laughs> hey, no, come on. I just got done preaching about this concept of me. No, but really, that was probably one of the other big takeaways I took from this half marathon is I completely thought or I completely think that I can do a full marathon. I know you can, Mo. I've been saying this since the start. Oh, thank you. All all because of you. That's not how the song goes, but. Well, Mo, I'm, I'm here to support you. I know all the listeners are here to support you. And we're just really excited to see you prepare for your first full marathon. So thank you. Yeah. This will be the February Mesa yes. Marathon. Yes. So you've got like 10 weeks to prepare. Yep. So already had my very first physical setback of any training that I've done, which mm-hmm. was technically like the second week. That's all right. It happens. Okay. This is all part so, of the journey. Yep. All part of the journey. Like the journey. I said. Um, yeah. So thanks everyone for letting us talk about ourselves. We love talking about ourselves. Oh, yeah, we, we totally <laughs> do. Um, no, but we, we really hope that what we shared helps you in either your upcoming race or your training plans. I mean, whatever you're going through, whether they're virtual or in person, just know that, you know, we're here supporting and cheering you on and we know you can do it because we can do anything together. 
Absolutely. And I just have to give a shameless plug since we're talking all about us today. Um, but please follow us on Instagram at crummy marathoners, TikTok If you're on there at crummy marathoners, you can join our Facebook group. It's called marathon training for beginners, comma, full and half. You can subscribe. Subscribing really helps us guys, because when you go to subscribe, then it's going to alert you every time we come out with a new episode. So you could do that on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts and where possible, leave us a review. Uh, we know that there's plenty of people out there who have left us reviews already and plenty who have not. So we would love that more than anything. Um, and as always, we love hearing from you. So yes. when you send us those reviews, we really do read them. Oh, yeah. So here we go. Round two. All right. So follow the journey because Mo is saddling up for her full marathon. This is going to be exciting. Yeehaw. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this friendly journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify. Search his name under B-R-E-K-K.